Hey guys, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. Uh, you're the congregation. My name is Jed, and this is a new episode. I did start over this one. I know how I usually leave it in, but it, I fumbled it so badly, I had to start over. I hope everybody had a wonderful Merry Christmas, and uh, it was the first Christmas with my new daughter, and it went well. We did not go home for once. I didn't go to South Carolina. We went to George's parents instead. It was wonderful. It was a good time. Um, man, you know who loves kids? Grandparents. I swear we're going to have to, like, there's going to be a, a battle royale between grandparents over grandchildren, right? Or just, you know, for us, they're going to want to watch our daughter probably more than we want. But I guess that's a good thing. So, today's episode, um, it's with the Desperados, and I guess I just want to preface because this will, I, I, I normally stay away from controversial things and like, I don't know, just more hot button issues, but I am airing this episode unedited. We get into a conversation about like uh, LGBTQ stuff, um, trans stuff, porn stuff, and here's the thing. We are just having a conversation. I think that should be allowed. I think it's, it might even be a little crazy that I even have to say anything like any sort of disclaimer to begin with that might be crazy but here we are it's 2023 it's almost 2024 and i guess i have to do that stuff because i love everybody i have lots of loved ones that are all across the spectrum of religion faith uh sexuality gender i mean everything so i don't ever want to come across as insensitive or, or whatever if if anything I say or that gets brought up on my show, if you want to have a conversation about it, let's do it. Send me an email uh, or if we're friends, call me and we'll talk about it. Um, so with all that said, you know, I hope you enjoy the conversation. I hope it's like useful or it furthers the conversations that need to be happening. So just let me know. I love you guys. You know, I love everyone and uh, enjoy the show. Yeah, that's that's what I've kind of noticed or wondered about with the kids that are 
born with the phones is that yeah they they may use them less because for us it was it was like get smoking crack for the first time you know like we were <laughs> well well and i like you know i was a little bit before you so it's like the entrance of the tech well yes and no i mean really like cell phones and stuff you probably came into that at the same time i did yeah it was so, it was smartphone when smartphones hit the scene like my my parents are bad with it too everybody's well george's aren't that bad but uh my, you, you, dude my, you when my grandma figured out facebook it was over with bro she was that was the perfect thing for a grandma just sitting at home i guess to like keep tabs on all of her grandchildren my cat will not move dude look at this gigantic <laughs> but yeah i think they're we're we're recording kenan oh sorry yeah i figured (laughs) i'll just finish that thought which was just um i think you're right because we kind of like maybe we didn't see the danger of it so like and our kids are more aware of because they've grown up around it and watched us i I don't i don't know what i don't know if it's the danger Kenan, we're talking about so uh you know i got a i got a baby a daughter and i was like yeah it's fine i can handle it you know, she shut up she's fine <laughs> she's fine now you know because she like sleeps i was like but wait she's gonna like wake up and then like am i gonna have to stop watching what i watch and listening to what i do and being on my phone around her and then that's what led to mm-hmm. um andrew saying his kids are less addicted to their phones than he is and what about your son oh he is but, he, but he's older just it doesn't matter the screen is like hmm he's like a moth and a bright light it's dude i i i have so i'm getting a new counselor i think and i i think i'm gonna try to get her to help me like i don't know do a dopamine detox or something but because i'm getting so i hate the current state of media like watching youtube watching reels watching tiktok all that watching reddit it's all the same shit right now and it's the same stuff sorry uh heather if you're listening i'm trying to i I got a a note to try to work on my cussing um (laughs) um good luck yeah good luck so i'll just uh i'll just make beeps myself beeps are hard to add in i wish there was an app that would just do it automatically anyway (laughs) Dude, it's all the same boop stuff. Like it is either for one, you saw that video I sent you about um keeping people from making podcasts, the podcast police. Oh yeah. So this <laughs> yeah. is the best ever. It is it is it's so true because there are just scrolling through so most of YouTube and TikTok is just clips of these right like who are these people podcasting? Who is listening to them? And they're all just like entrepreneur bros or, you know, gym bros or Andrew Tate bros or like react videos where it's just zero effort. It's just one person looking at a video and just going, Haha, yep, that video is funny. You know, you know like, I, you know, I got to confess, though, I, I watch reaction videos all the time. Well, do the ones I'm, you watch, I'm addicted do, to do them. they do they <laughs> add something to it or are they just watching it and being like, ha ha, that dude fell? I don't really watch those ones. I mostly watch music reaction videos. So, okay. yeah, usually that, you, usually it's analysis or like things like sure. that. 
Sure. I even. Well, I'm not even. I'm not even analysis. Mine's like gangster rap bro finally listens to Beastie Boys for the first time. You're like, really? Oh, I watched those the too. First time. I I don't I, believe that. It's, yeah, it, I don't believe. It's it. unbelievable. There's a lot of them like that, and some of them seem legit, but some of the guys are young. If you really think about it, I mean, I mean it's the, true. The Beastie Boys are. They haven't been around Old. for a while, truthfully. You watch your mouth. They I know. dude, one of them's dead. They have been around for a while. <laughs> no, I'm They've saying been around they, for like I'm, I'm saying they haven't put out anything new in quite a oh, long time. Oh, and they yeah, haven't yeah, they yeah, haven't been yeah. on the forefront of the scene in quite a long time. Yeah, it's it's like people <clears> when um I can't remember who sampled um an Ozzy Osbourne song, but they were like they they finally listen to Black Sabbath and they're like he what he what he's ripping off Lil Durk or whoever it was and it's just like <laughs> oh right. my god yeah or or someone I don't know if they're joking but they're like it's really cool that rappers like put the spotlight on these small artists to get more oh, people yeah. to listen to <laughs> the thumbnails drive me crazy it's it is I mean I, I'm sounding I'm pretty much just sounding exactly like Bo Burnham where it's just like it is disgusting this whole this whole um, mainframe consumer system, culture? consumer culture is disgusting. The it's not bait. just that either. It's it's just Bro. the overall brainwashing. Like, <clears throat> you know what's been bothering me lately? And this is a weird one, but. Top 10 things that bother Andrew. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Like the. This the is going to immediate... be a. Podcast. No, we'll, no, we're going to like this one. The immediate need to sexualize female. Um stars on movies and shows like almost as soon as they come of age give me oh like, give me a- like 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 uh the gr- the young girl from game of thrones for instance okay Maisie. like yeah Maisie yeah. williams mm. now every, uh, now like everywhere i see it's like her in a bikini or whatever i'm like is that really what we're selling like 11 11 it's, it's stranger kind of, things that's another one that I keep seeing. I'm like, why? Great. Doing- well, okay. So then like, it's just highlighting the sadness of like the system that they have there. It's like, <laughs> I, it's really. So then you look at, then you look at dude, the, the porn trends where all the porn stars now are older people dressed up like younger people. Or it's like a, a kid that looks like he's 15 with like a stepmom MILF. So I did read a conspiracy where uh, I can't remember. There's one company that owns Pornhub, all the, all the major porn sites, and that they have been systematically, programmatically pushing the like trans porn, um, stepbrother, incest porn the young porn i mean pornhub got in trouble for having child pornography on there a few years back and i'm sure it still Mm -hmm. happens uh revenge porn but so the basically they were saying that like this company is like intentionally like muddying the waters and really uh because dude like that's interesting i'll have to when i'll have to bring up my conspiracy somewhat soon because it fits pretty nicely off the back right. of this conspiracy but go ahead go and for f- finish yours because no, mine is, mine is much just, wider okay it's it's just scary for the future i've already talked about how like the teenagers i work with like their their views of sexuality is out of control and confusing right. and when i when i asked them like where did, who told you that and they're like i've seen it in a video it's like oh 
how could it how could no. it truthfully like how could their view of of sexuality not be just completely crazy i mean it, it, impossible if i would have grown up seeing the stuff that they're seeing i i don't even know what i'd be like like it would not be good like it's well too it's much. so that's that's too the fact that i mean i think i talked whatever i'm repeating stuff um the fact that there is now over-the-counter uh, erectile dysfunction pills because in, in because for young I believe, guys, yeah, ex- yes, because of the uh, number one, the the unrealistic uh, editing of porn to make it seem like sex is supposed to last seventeen hours, and then number two, the porn-induced erectile dysfunction where you are so used to digitized flesh that you don't even like your brain doesn't understand reality. And like, that's imagine that it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like 17, 18, 19 year olds that have erectile dysfunction in real life because I'm sure I'm sure they've seen so much. They're just desensitized to everything too. Exactly. Exactly. Their, their dopamine, their sexual reward system is fried. And that's where, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Unless it's just a joke. No, didn't you have a guest on that was like, it's called the new drug or something? I think it was a lady who wrote a book. I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. There is a there is a um, company called Porn is or Fight the New Drug, I think is the company. There's some Um, there that you had on. Maybe. But but it's dude and the, the normalization of only fans and it's like all these young people that are just self-producing pornography and putting it out there forever it's fine when they're it's young. fine they're, make, and it's fine. they're making money it's fine. and a matter fine. of fact i may get pushback <laughs> for even saying that that's a bad thing you know what i'm saying like that's i'm it's sorry a perfectly viable career choice it's you know okay uh, and oh, i'll give you that I'll give you that. It, uh, we'll we'll play devil's advocate. So it is, but then you can't be shocked at the repercussions. You can't be shocked that these kids are like objectifying the absolute boop out of people when they go to, you know, the gym or the pool or high school or mm-hmm. whatever, and they have these like, mm-hmm. you know, like um, rape fantasy, sexual assault things. Like it's you can't. I'm sorry, well, you you can't have both. You can't. And like I've talked to I like I know a few like um you know licensed, you know, therapists, psychologists, people, and they will completely say that like the cycle is a tendency towards more violent or younger porn as yeah. as people get worse. You like get, that you, is that is the well, trend that they see. It's the normal progression of any addiction. Like it's gonna grow and get worse. Right. It's tolerance. It's tolerance, yeah. and you have to and you have to increase the dose, which which yeah, in order to get turns that it little to. dopamine hit, right? And for them not to think that that's going to have a negative, like a seriously negative effect on society, is I, kind I of baffling. Think, I think. I mean, this is my pet. Once, whatever. Maybe I'll get in trouble for this too. My pet theory is that pornography is a factor i don't know how much of a factor in the gender identity in the current like confusion of young people i think so because here here's the thing like 
just look at Pavlov's dog experiment. Okay. You get cued into things that you see and watching Mm -hmm. porn, both male and female, you are going to, you know, there are going to be wires crossed at some point where you are going to associate certain things with sexual pleasure. And it is going to alter your perception. Like I'm not, so I'm, you know, careful to say like, Oh, Porn is turning people whatever, trans or whatever. I'm not saying that, but there is, it does play a role. It's just got to. And I'll I'll say in the the culture at large. And I could, you know, I'm not any trans, non-binary, LGBTQ people that are listening. I love you, obviously. I'm just, this is just like, there is. It's not about, to me, like, though, it's not about the legitimate, you know, like the legitimate um situations where somebody feels like they're trans or things like that that's different than like to me what's going on in like yes high, high schools and middle schools yes, where that's what i'm saying where 30 kids are like identifying as trans it's like how it's right. not it's not even possible like, statistically it's not possible so there's got to be a level of whatever it is you know it, a, it, a, a fad or trying to fit in or just there's something going on well yeah, there was this um it was like a California or or Washington like a congresswoman or something but she has 3 kids and all 3 they're young, all 3 are like trans non-binary or this and it's like real all 3 of them really? Like and you just my, so happen my, to my be daughter. a you don't think you might be, you know, pushing your children to something for your own benefit? Am I going to get in trouble for this episode? Am I saying anything crazy? I mean, my daughter literally knows multiple people who've had body alteration like surgeries. So I'm like, it just really it just in her class. Well, she's like breast removals or things like that. Like, yeah. And that's but to me, like in in one grade in one country school, like we live in a pretty rural area, multiple people like in her friend group have had those kinds of things. I'm like, it just seems so unlikely to me. Like that, that many people are feeling that strongly. I, I could and, be completely you know, wrong. I could be completely wrong. And I, that's, I really, you know, I have dear, 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 dear friends and family. Like I, I love mm-hmm. everyone and all. So like, please, yep. if I did, yep, so you we. know, if I offended you, like write me, we'll talk about it in person. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just really talking Talking out some ideas here um, and, and more because it's yes, that's what I'm talking about. It's it's the. There is absolutely. Uh, like people that are genuinely that is who they are. Right. But it, right, there right. are there are absolutely uh, people that are bandwagoning or seeing, you know, if it's the classic. Um, you know, you it's a guaranteed protected identity if you are someone that's yes. like bullied or whatever or don't quite fit in or need attention you know that is a guarantee if you exactly. decide to raise that flag so and i don't i don't i don't, I don't know, know whether the i don't i don't know whether the bandwagoning or whatever you want to call it that happens like <clears throat> that i assume is happening is a positive for the for the for the i would say no I, I would i would say no because those are like like I would think they would be annoyed by it, to be honest. 
like the, the loud the loudest struggling yeah the loud the loud exactly it it delegitimizes it and the loudest voices are it's like the people i know my friends they're they're not they're they are just living their life and they are who they are and that's amazing right. but it's the i don't know maybe i shouldn't have even gone here but whatever we did I know it's just it's a slippery slope. <laughs> what do you what do you think, Kenan? Did, did I what you be my be my sounding board? Did I? Um, I think it does tie into the porn discussion in that it's kind of like a pendulum. You know, look at the Victorian era, and everything was just hush hush. Everything, no one even gave a thought to the fact that humans are sexual, and they just tried to block it. And now we're like so open about everything. Let's explore. Let's explore and just heighten all of our senses. And I almost wonder if the pendulum's going to swing back a little bit. It will. I don't know if I don't know if us as a culture will find that happy medium, but it's going to go back and forth. Like we'll find the consequences as a society of what we've done in another, you know, twenty years. Yeah. Not... And getting back to the pendulum, like. We're going to find that spot somehow and whether or not we learn from it or we have effects already or in 20 years, but the point is to revisit like, okay, we tried this out as a society. Let's see what good and bad we can take from it. Well, the good things we're becoming more accepting of people who are different than us. Yes. Great. Yes, absolutely. Let's keep that going. But the bad things is, you know, maybe not everyone who made a choice to have surgery was happy with the end result. And okay, so and the other thing you said, um, the I guess really the the bad thing about this is the fact that politicians are hijacking this to make us fight a culture war. And this is yeah. when you talk mm-hmm. about the pendulum swinging. This was a a huge factor in Adolf Hitler taking power was because Berlin prior to the that party coming into power was like the center of of i mean i call it fun but debauchery in that like it was you know they were going wild like doing drugs mm-hmm. there was lots of uh cross-dressing and stuff which fine but adolf uh and i can't remember the party he was in but they ran a platform on like we need to clean this up and we're that we're pure you know he always said mm-hmm. like i'm uh clean blood and like i don't do any of that like he didn't do drugs he had a doctor right so the, like I could see that I do see the like Republican Party like using that as like they don't I don't think they give a boop like I don't think they care. I don't think think the Democrats care either. I think they're both they're both they're both they're both using their own financial advantage, which is so that's so irritating. And what's and what's annoying to me is, is the the people that um, like attached to a certain political party and then like defend it like it's like it's their knight in shining armor and i'm like these people are taking advantage of you like yeah, they don't care like they, it's the they, lack of nuance yes yes it's either What's the black that? or the white i've never or, heard that word yeah or just because say jed takes a position i'll automatically stand with the opposite position because screw him like right. he's different and i want followers because i get my channel monetize and I get more viewers yes. and can pull in the advertising dollars. And it is the sound. Yeah. I don't like the fact that I even that having this conversation that I just had is potentially damaging. Like, look, 
I'm always open for discourse. I'm just like, we're not seriously, even, we're not stating our stances. We're just, no, we're just talking we're just, about it. We're just talking yeah. about it. And the, the fact that somebody could take a sound bite and then place that at the forefront of someone's identity and say, that person is a hundred percent that that is bullshit. I'm not even going to bleep that out. Cause that is complete right. BS dude. Like, Right. People and it's actually are... it's actually the same thing that they're saying they don't want, right? Yes. Don't don't yes. tell me what my identity yes, is. Yes, dude. Like, yeah, okay, man. well then why why do why, it should work both ways? Yeah. You know, you shouldn't be able to the trap la- somebody labeling and the label. quote unquote other. It's yep. I, I wish, and this is back to conspiracies, I wish more people could just see that they're being gamed and you are being played like and it's working right. so well it works on me it works on me i'll see a video get mad then look more into it and like oh crap i was fed a narrative and i got mad and i generally had feelings yep. about it and it wasn't mm. even close to the truth so holy crap yep yeah well and that goes back to you finding another counselor and like addiction to technology it's because the media we consume is getting more and more outrageous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're all, yeah, we got tolerant to good stuff. And so they, we, and we need more and more and more and more. Boring, even though it's just information. You're like, oh, it's 57 degrees Fahrenheit out now. And you're like, who frick cares? You're like, I want a lightning bolt to fight with a thundercloud and let's see yeah, what happens. Yeah. I need to know the barometric pressure uh in 1957 in these coordinates and I need to cross reference it with a model that'll tell me what'll happen 4 days from now. Yes. I so, like that. I just saw I just saw somebody like put a rock outside and they had a sign that said like weather rock and, and they were like if the if the if the rock is if it's wet, wet it's raining if the rock is frozen yeah. it's cold if the rock is dry it's warm yeah spectacular yeah exactly. that's the basically kind of news I want and and I'm guessing statistically the most accurate weather we would ever have <laughs> yeah just current yeah, weather yeah, yeah. yeah exactly model predictive but now we have AI. Yep. Uh, well, so, get to your get to your conspiracy. Yeah, let me let me hop off that. This is way wider and it's not connected. This is just happens to be kind of in the similar vein. But I had just heard a conspiracy that you've probably heard. I've literally never heard, but it rings a little true to me. I heard it on. I'm not going to lie, Joe Rogan. But oh, um, have you ever heard the conspiracy that? Other countries like uh, that are kind of anti-American, like let's say maybe Russia or a few others, actually decided to take a long-term approach in the destruction of America by injecting communist ideas into colleges and schools around America and having progressive and more communist teachings that would slowly, generationally seep into the American psyche and destroy them from within. Yes, I I, would I, I don't know. I don't plausible, I, plausible, but the nature of education is progressive. I don't know. Okay, so when I say correct, I don't know about um, uh, the like necessarily strictly communist ideas, but like this has been a playbook forever. Great Britain did it to China with opium, right? They fought the China. They fought the opium wars over it. Like, doesn't uh, it feel like it's working right now? Oh yeah. So people like I'm literally pe- looking people at people don't it going know. 
this would be great. Like if that actually happened, it is 100% working. People need to know that this right here is a true fact that Russian bots like oh, during the pandemic created mm. a fake account for one side, fake account for the other side said, hey, and created a fake protest and got both sides to go to that protest with the intention of arguing. That happened. That is a true fact. Okay. Nobody realized, like nobody, I don't think people like swallow that fact and realize that, yeah, dude, that was literally, there was like, it's literally written down in like a Russian playbook of like countries like America, you cannot militarily attack. So the best thing to do, destroy them from within. That's what I think fentanyl is. I think that was a China play. Mm. Uh, I think, um, I think TikTok, American TikTok is a China play because the difference in what Americans see on their feed versus what the Chinese see on their feed night and day. Chinese see uh, science, math. It's very filtered, know, right? Very filtered. Uh, in America, they push these like divisive videos and people eat. I eat it up, dude. I can't stop watching bad cop videos, right? And creating this narrative. Uh, I will I will push back a little bit in that that al- the algorithm picked up on stuff that you watch anyway and just caters more to that to keep you addicted. Sure. Sure. But as a as a blanket statement as a whole, the starting algorithms for Americans mm, is more divisive okay. stuff. I it's going see. to filter that in to get you to bite initially. You gotta bite initially. But yeah, man, Russia has been doing that. They do that. Uh, America probably does it. I just wonder. So why why isn't there a way that like, I know this sounds ridiculous because it's not simple and I know that, but why isn't there a way that like just America in general can talk about that as Americans and be like, we need to stop getting played. Like we need to come together and stop being divided. What? Well, like, how does that happen? What is the answer then? We cut ourselves off from the rest of the world and segregate ourselves. There is, or there do is, we well, through it? I don't. Do we have to do that? There, to make, the, to, no. There, it's the 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 idea of truth is gone. It's not getting fixed. Nobody believes anything. Wait. We're about to come into like whatever. Maybe I'm doing. Well, you're just a like, doom, doom and gloom, Jeff. Well, tell me, is yeah, that how's an it? absolute statement, Jeff? It is. It's a Sith statement, dude. So it we're, dude. It's better. about to be election again. It's, dude. We mm. are screwed. One way or another, we're screwed. It's. I don't. I don't know how. <laughs> whoever has orchestrated this has done it. The genie's out of the bottle. Even if the they didn't like, probably Rothschilds. Uh, you mm. know, there's. Just, oh my god. Why am I so like irritated today with the world? But it it kills me, dude. There's still. So- because we're talking about a divisive subject we are playing into it also let's not let's not underplay the fact that you now have a daughter who you have to think about going into this i'm just gonna train her to fight i'm gonna train her to i'm gonna train (laughs) her to to be the john connor she's gonna be uh jenny connor to save Oh, and then, you know, and then we're about to, you know, it, it, uh, there's too much, bro. My brain's going to explode <laughs> because also the alien stuff going on. There are there is so much real 
is shit there new going on. Stuff? And okay. well, so the the what I love is all the alien UFO threads. Everybody is getting so much closer to uh like Grush and um Gary Nolan that they they're like, no, these aren't aliens. This is interdimensional and they've been here forever. Basically, everyone is getting to God. Everyone is pushing, they're almost there. They're so close. They're like, what if? They're almost you know, to the spiritual realm. They're so close. And that's what everybody is basically saying is that like the veil is thinning and that these things are inter- interdimensional. They're just saying the divine counselor worldview without calling it that. We're getting so close. I can taste it, dude. And it tastes <laughs> delicious. Does it? I, you, so it your it ministry podcast is called I Can Taste It. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can taste it, dude. <laughs> uh, All right, you wanna you wanna hear the crazy stuff I've been learning about Mormons? I would love to because I have some Mormon background, so I would love oh. to hear some. Oh, not, not in me personally, but I dated a Mormon girl for a, sh- a sh- short stint. Oh snap! So I was we were watching uh, Sister Wives on HBO, and it's just basically about this um, this. Uh, what what is it? What are like pro, um, fundamentalist Mormon? There there is fundamentalism in Mormonism, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what that's about. And there's only about like eight thousand of them, thirteen thousand, because they still practice polygamy. And the 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 Latter Day Saint Church moved away from that, I guess, because they're trying to legitimize. So I looked into fundamentalism, and boy, is it crazy! Have you heard of blood atonement? This is one thing they believe. No blood atonement. Okay, so blood atonement is the disputed doctrine in the history of Mormonism under which the atonement of Jesus does not redeem an eternal sin. To atone for an eternal sin, the sinner should be killed in a way that allows his blood to be shed upon the ground as a sacrificial offering so he does wow. not become a son of perdition. <laughs> uh. What so dude? does that does does that come out? Um, it's Joseph Smith, right? That did the Mormon, uh, the Book of Mormon. Yes, and I'm gonna um, get to him. Did um is that come is that out of the Book of Mormon? Like that's a Book of uh, Mormon, like I'm, quote, like scripture or whatever it's called. I don't even know. I would I say if I'm, it is, it might be taken out of context. Well, I don't Not know. Man. Anyone so, in any sort think, of religious sect would do it, so. It was so so <laughs> the blood the blood atonement doctrine was the impetus behind laws that allowed capital punishment to be administered by firing squad or decapitation in the state of Utah, right? Um mm. though people in Utah were executed by firing squad for capital crimes under the assumption that this would aid their salvation. There is no clear evidence that Brigham Young or other top theocratic Mormon leaders enforced blood atonement for apostasy. That was one punishment for it. Uh, There is some evidence that the doctrine was enforced a few times at the local church church level without regard to secular judicial procedure. So basically, I think that's called murder. Yeah. So the rhetoric of separation of church and state, my guy. (laughs) <laughs> the re- the rhetoric of blood atonement may have contributed to a culture of violence leading to the Mountain Meadows Massacre, which I will get to next. But the blood atonement thing was so ingrained that they had to ask, like up until I think like 1976, no, I think it was later than that, they had to ask potential jurors their thoughts on it, to because if they still believed it, they would disqualify them, right? Wow. 
Yeah, uh, it was up until, oh God. I don't know. But so let's get to the Mountain Meadows Massacre, right? Um, the Mountain Meadows Massacre of September 7th through 11th, 1857, um, was blamed on the church's doctrine of blood atonement. Uh, the widely publicized massacre was a mass killing of Ar Arkansan people from Arkansas immigrants by a Mormon militia led by prominent Mormon leader, John D Lee, who was later executed for his role in the killings. Um, Oh, where is it? It was, um, uh, beep. yeah, beep, beep, beep. Okay. On Friday, September 11th, 1857, two militiamen approached the Baker Fancher party wagons with a white flag and were soon followed by Indian agent and military officer John D. Lee. So basically there was this, uh, these Arkansan settlers of the Baker Fancher party and they, they were in Utah and they put up wagons in like, you know, the little settlement. Um, under... Uh, Lee told the battle battle weary immigrants that he had negotiated a truce with the Paiutes. So the Mormons actually got Indians to help with this too. Um, under Mormon protection, the wagon train members would be escorted safely back to Cedar city in exchange for turning all of their livestock and supplies over to the native Americans. Accepting this offer, the immigrants were led out of their fortification with the adult men being separated from the women and children. The men were paired with a militia escort, and when the signal was given, the militiamen turned and shot the male members of the party standing by their side. The women and children were then ambushed and killed by more militia that were hiding in nearby bushes and ravines. Members of the militia were sworn to secrecy. A plan was set to blame the massacre on Native Americans. Isn't that crazy, mm. dude? Wow. They killed yeah. like 157 people, dude. And that Why? was just that was they, never brought to any kind of justice. That was just oh like, no, they were yeah no dude dude got dude got killed for it. The dude that led it got uh, executed for it. Uh, but they like covered it up wow. for a long time. So, so who narked? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, the Adam God doctrine. Have you heard of that? Mm -mm, no. Okay. The Adam God or Adam is God this what theory, they believe? Uh, this is what fundamentalists believe, right? Okay. Was a theological. Well, I don't. They may all believe it. Um, uh, was a theological idea taught in mid nineteenth century Mormonism by Brigham Young. Um, although the doctrine is rejected by the LDS Church today, yeah, so it is still accepted by Mormon fundamentalists. Um, according to Young, he was taught by Joseph Smith that Adam is our father and our God and the only God with whom we have to do. According to the doctrine, Adam was once a mortal man who became resurrected and exalted from another planet. He then came as Michael to form Earth. Adam then was given a physical body and a spouse, Eve, where they became mortal by eating the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. After bearing mortar, mortal children and establishing the human race, Adam and Eve returned to their heavenly thrones where Adam serves as God and is the heavenly father of humankind. Later, Adam returned to the earth, to the ancient prophets, and became the literal father of Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, dude. So Adam of Adam and Eve fame is God. I bet you didn't know that. Um, and he he came wait, from how did he planet. become how did he become Jesus's father? Because he was in heaven and he came down to earth again as Jesus's father. He's but, like, hang hey, what's up? Well, wait, but Mary was. Are they implying that he had sex with Mary? Yes, man. I guess. Um, well, how did Joseph feel about this? I maybe maybe Joseph maybe. Oh God, I don't even want to make jokes about that. I don't know, dude. That's just wild, bro. That okay. is wild. Brigham Young was. I don't understand son. the Adam role in the birth of Jesus. With the you know? like, with I mean, how do they how do they reconcile that well, with the biblical see. story? Oh, wait, wait. Maybe, maybe there's more. The mortal, and they get to get no. Because the Book of Mormon is not supposed to be a replacement of like the original scriptures. It's supposed to be an add-on, basically. So it would need to like not contradict biblical scripture, right? Like that. Oh, wait, wait. All right. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, finally, the doctrine teaches that Michael slash Adam was the literal biological father of the mortal body of Jesus. So yeah, I guess it's implying that he slept with Mary. Or that he was Joseph? This is this is weird. But he but was like, Michael and Adam. Huh. Weird, dude. I feel some flaws in there. In well, yeah, yeah, no, no kidding, dude. Um, but let's get to Joseph Smith. Uh, how do you? <laughs> how do you think Joseph Smith died? He tripped. Uh, okay. A twenty-four. <laughs> day gaming marathon that <laughs> i thought you were gonna say fast that, and i was gonna that like, doesn't that doesn't that doesn't make any sense um <laughs> okay so joseph smith and his brother um hiram smith there was this local newspaper so like the people in the town were like starting to get irritated with them and there was this local paper that was critical of mormonism and joseph smith and Hiram Smith had like their mob go destroy the printing press. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so destruction of the newspaper provoked a call to arms from the editor of, uh, another paper and longtime critic of Smith fearing mob violence. Uh, Joseph Smith mobilized the Nauvoo Legion on June 18th and declared martial law officials in Carthage responded by mobilizing a detachment of the state militia and governor Ford intervened threatening to raise a larger militia unless Smith and the Nauvoo City Council surrendered themselves. That was the city that he founded. Smith initially fled across the Mississippi, but returned to surrender to Ford. All right, so on June 25th, Smith and his brother Hiram arrived in Carthage to stand trial for inciting a riot. That was the charge. Once the Smiths were in custody, the charges were increased to treason, preventing them from posting bail. Okay? And then on June 27th, 1844. Oh, also at this time, uh, Joseph Smith uh, was making a bid. He was running for president of the United States. On June 27th, 1844, an armed mob with blackened faces stormed Carthage jail where Joseph and Hiram were being detained. Hiram, who was trying to secure the door, was killed instantly with a shot to the face. Smith fired three shots from a pepper box pistol that his friend Cyrus had lent him, wounding three men before he sprang for the window. Um, he was shot multiple times before falling out the window, crying, 
Oh Lord, my God. That's a quote. He died shortly after hitting the ground, but was shot several more times by an improvised firing squad before the mob dispersed. So he is actually the only presidential candidate that has been assassinated. Joseph hmm. Smith. I will say it was pretty punk rock of him to overthrow a printing press. That is pretty. And to to, <laughs> to be so loathed that after you got shot three times and killed, that they were just like, they all right, keep going. Just for good. Now's measure. your chance, boys. Bro, that's. So how that's does wild. a. Mormonism is wild, dude. How does a how does a lasting faith come out of that? You know, I guess like it just I seems crazy. Like that is not is that crazy, is not a dude. smooth beginning, man. No. I, don't know about, I don't know about crazy, but if you look at how Mormonism is pushing family values, I can see why it's attractive. And it's thinking about being Mormon. It, yeah, no, it's just... no, but I'm saying because it's it's in direct opposition to like the media we see now. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're and it's, and it's... Have a good family morals. Like, come on in. Hey, they do. <laughs> yeah. I've said it before, but the Mormons I was friends with in college were the nicest people oh, I've ever yeah. hung out with in my life, dude. Oh, they are and nice, they, yeah. and they mean it. And they that's mean why, it. And they well, you hear like if you have Mormon missionaries come over and you need help with something they yeah, are that's like true. help you with whatever you are working on you can literally get them to mow <laughs> you your grass take so much advantage of that yeah you can i'm that's dead hilarious. yes he's absolutely right like you can literally be like hey can you help me change the alternator in my car and they'll try <laughs> i'm serious dude so they'll that, give it their darndest they will give that's, it their darndest bro you need that that little hole, hole in the wall that your son punched you know patch it up dude I appreciate uh, the sentiment though. I'm not gonna bash him for it. It's it's no, a pretty it's a it's a pretty effective tool, I would say. It's like um uh who is it, Sikh Muslims, the ones that wear the turbans. If you see them, yeah. they're they're a blot. That's the coolest thing anyone. in the world, dude. They'll defend Wait, you. What is it? Yeah. Oh, Sikh yeah. Sikh Muslims in a turban. If there's if you ever see one in public, you like the turban, I think is part of it is to let people know that if you need help, come to me. And I will help. They will you. defend you with knives. Yeah, with their um kukri. I think it is. They're nice. sacred. Yeah, and they're They'll like do that I, for I, just I, anybody. For just anybody. Yeah. Any anybody <laughs> in trouble? If they, yeah, it's awesome. I love that kind of stuff. That's so respectable. It's like the um the stranger law in Afghanistan or in um oh god what what is what is that religion? I'm suddenly Islam Muslim. Is, Are they Muslim there? Islam. Muslim. Yeah. You're obligated to help strangers that wander, that ask for your help. That was well, yeah, that. Any, any Middle Eastern country, if there we you go. are a foreigner in their land, they will invite you into their house and take care of you. And and that was because of like, when, who started that? Like Abraham? I can't remember the, the roots of it are in like Old Testament. Um, yeah. I think it had to do with traveling the desert for 40 years. And like, you know what it's like to be without a home. So when you so, see people, yeah, that say, makes sense. I'm going to say, oh man, I don't want to bring up more controversy, but like, oh God, how do, how do we go from like the way the common idea of how, Amer how I view America thinks of like Muslim countries is that they're dangerous and they certainly would be dangerous for Americans. 
to what you just the picture you just painted as Media. a Muslim mm. culture. Cough, cough. It, I think it, yeah, again, I, it's I like think... any country or city you go to, there's the bad parts you don't want to be in. That's normal. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But when you have like Jed said earlier, it's it's the loud voices in the room that you hear. So if someone in the media takes a video clip of one person in a city an ocean away and says this is what they're like, you have nothing to compare that against. Right. Unless yep. like you're involved in say an online community that doesn't <laughs> have an algorithm controlling it. I mean, have well, you sure seen No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's really hard to know because it's like, even if you know, like I've had a few <clears throat> Muslim friends and one that I was able to talk quite openly with because we we're fairly close and he was one of the sweetest guys I ever knew. Like, you know, it's, but, but it's like, then you're like, well, is that just because he's uh, Americanized, you know, because you keep hearing that like, oh, well, American Muslims aren't the same as like, you know, hardcore Muslims really like following the faith in the other countries and like i don't know some what of that's just cultural difference, <laughs> and it's and it's and it's like fundamentalists versus um yeah. right 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 the radical yeah. yeah that's like a news station over in iraq like taking video of snake handling churches in tennessee and be like see what these americans are like they're insane that's exactly that's exactly what it's right oh what, that, what, what do you do like. with the what do you do with the idea of fundamentalism though is it always wrong I mean, like, like, I'm just thinking like right now, like, uh, with my Probably. personal journey, which you guys know, like, <clears throat> is like, I've been feeling like called towards like orthodoxy. Mm -hmm. So orthodoxy in its essence is like the first church that like Christ put, you know, on earth, like that was kind of like, that's kind of their thing is that they're the original church. It's like, well, isn't that really saying I want to go back to fundamental fundamentalist uh, I, Christian ideas? I mean, wouldn't I, that be considered that? I guess how I define fundamentalism is that there are strict, like in and out rules. Like there are strict mm -hmm. things that are forbidden. And from my understanding, orthodoxy is pretty grace filled. From what how I talked to um, the guy from uh, Luxury, I forgot his name. I'm Wait. sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. I gotta go back and uh, listen to that. That was a great podcast. With that, yeah, that, man. So no, I, I wouldn't say that's I, fundamentalism. Is is usually like coming with hate toward, uh, not hate. It's I think it the is. Roots it's very ex exclusive. the words gotten confusing over the years. That's yeah, kind of my it comes thing. with baggage now, but at its root. It's a, a historical roots as it was trying to get back to the basic tenets of what Christianity right. should be. And then it was co-opted by political motivations. Right. So in its real original form, it's actually a good thing. I, uh, this, yeah, I think it, I, I think it was fine. Pope Francis is quoted as saying fundamentalism is a sickness that is in all religions. So what's but the that's, dictionary that's definition the Pope, of fundamentalism? Dude. Like, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that seems see. odd to me because the word does seem, I mean, it does. I, I do think that Kenan's definition is correct. So, uh, yeah, funda fundamentalism, yeah. Uh, noun, a usually religious movement or point of view characterized by a return to fundamental principles. Uh, here we go by rigid adherence to those principles and often by intolerance of other views in opposition to secularism. Mm. 
Second definition, an organized militant evangelical movement originating in the United States in the late 1800s and 1900s in opposition to Protestant liberalism and secularism, insisting on the inerrancy of scripture. Third definition, adherence to the theology of this moment. Movement. So this is going to so, sound this is going to sound really conspiratorial, but I would be interested to know if the definition has changed over the years. Like if I well, went back to a, yeah. a dictionary in 1950, would it still say that? Uh, well, I guess these older definitions. I mean, it keeps going. Like um, was the uh, like was the negative connotation attached at some I think point? It, I I think it's always been based on rigid adherence. Yes. But it wasn't viewed as that that rigidness wasn't viewed as being bad. Yeah, why is right? But it's to the right I, thing. I, I don't I don't think. Right. Oh man, I don't know. I I think rigidity is always bad because we cannot practice that perfectly. We can't. So you're then feeling bad, so, right? I I will give slight pushback. Now that you're a father, are mm. you going to have rules for your child that you will? God, I, I love when you push back. Um, no, dude, she can do whatever she wants. That's that is your yes, choice. Yes, yes, I will. Where your mouth is. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The answer is yes. I will. But that's. But okay. But why did can't wait that for your podcast? Is that rigidity though, or is that just yes? That? That you are purposely when you say yes You're to being something, inflexible. you have to say no to something else. Okay, but all right, whatever, dude. But but I will counter that with you will learn the older they get, the more nuance can play into it. And instead of saying, No, you can't touch that hot stove, it's no, you can't touch that hot stove because it'll hurt. And I don't want you to be hurt. Okay. Because uh, when yes, they're young, you yes, can't all right. You can't reason with them and be like, well, I know you're two and barely know a few words, but that's going to hurt you and can cause severe third degree burns if you hold your hand on it too long. Like, well, if, and you you know, if you touch that stove, daddy will die. Is that what you want? Also, <laughs> like, I, I don't know that I don't Daddy's know that rigidity. Watching. Yeah, I don't know that huh? rigidly adhering to a principle is necessarily um, it doesn't necessarily have to equal a lack of grace. No, because again, that's when you can throw in some of that nuance. But again, that's like the spiritual food being like milk or solid food. Like the younger, right. or the newer to the faith someone is, the more black and white it, it probably should kind be of, then. Right. To keep them safe. And then the more they grow in it, you introduce yeah. the nuance and then can slightly depart from that rigidity. Yeah, I I realize that saying rigidity is never good is a pretty rigid statement. So it's the whole Sith doesn't deal in absolutes, but that is an absolute statement. But some things are rigidly okay. So like, Uh, let's take. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you something rigid. (laughs) Let's let's take let's take uh, addiction though. Like it's a perfect it's a perfect analogy to me, like alcoholism, like, what do you, what do you is there, is, 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 is the rigidity of the rule of, I can never have a drop. Mm. Um, is there anything bad about that rigid rule or is it necessary? Yes. Uh, uh, well, that's, that, that can be an argument. Oh, there I we mean, go. It's, Set the trap. 
It can't. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you, I can't have a drop today. Uh, if I rigidly say I can't use for the rest of my life, that is bad. That's a bad I, thought. Okay. That's, that's so, a thought that will lead to rebellion. But, you're, but, but, mm. but your goal is still to stay rigidly on your decision. To stay rigid. Just, you're just doing it incrementally because you it's easier to handle in bite-sized pieces with addiction because you don't ever know what you're going to be dealing with. But like, like I understand you have to make that choice each day, but you still are choosing to adhere to the rigidity of that decision. Yeah. Uh, but I can't speak for Judd, but the, the rigid outlook might be, I can't even use mouthwash because there's a type of alcohol in it. So that's, that's a little different, right? Because is that actually true? Or is that just somebody? Some being... people would say yes. Okay. Some people would say yes. That's, I don't know, man. Oh, but then maybe that's right for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. Yeah. I, I, uh, I agree with fundamental the soberists. There are, there are fundamental AA people and I hate them so much because yeah. also fundamentalist AA people will say that smoking weed is fine because it's not alcohol or, you know, doing this is fine because it's not alcohol because in the big book. Ever talks but about the this fundamentalist and a people would say no, correct? Uh, they include okay. alcohol because they're smart. No offense, fundamental at uh, no offense, fundamentalist <laughs> AA people. Calm down, dude. Yeah. Offense, offense meant <laughs> change your ways. Okay, do you think there's fundamental Mormon AA people? <laughs> Absolutely not, dude. They got. Plenty of wives. They're not worried about it. Like, what are well, you they're not supposed they're... to touch alcohol anyway. But like, is that true? Some clubs... Yeah. Oh, is they... that true? Yeah. I don't know about that. You probably no alcohol, right. bro. They're pretty no strict. Caffeine, no coffee. No alcohol. I've seen them drink coffee on the show. Um... That's because they're yeah. liberal. They're liberal oh. Mormon. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they changed it. That's what I'm saying, dude. 12 myths about Mormonism. Here are 12 persistent... Oh, dude, the church... Jed was just proven wrong on air. That's what... I'm not. Listen, all right. Send me a, send me an email. Churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com. Uh, storefrontier.com slash churchandotherdrugs and patreon.com slash churchandotherdrugs. I was never wrong. I'm going to edit that out.